The same interrogation room. You're sitting in the same chair, Rowan. The unnamed man is leaning back in his seat, just listening. He finally sits up and speaks. Sounds like you quickly zeroed in on an incident involving the deceased. A stranger in the street, standing in the rain, wearing business clothes and a work ID that you'd certainly analyze later. You learned all this directly from the local sheriff's office, so they were cooperating with you? <laughs> well, they gave us what we were looking for as far as information, but it came with the price of a tale for the rest of the investigation, one Detective Eric Hayes. So, mm, cooperation of a sort. And you didn't raise any suspicions with them about the actual purpose of your investigation? I'll consider that for a moment before replying. We were acting as normally as can be expected for a federal task force working in a small town. They didn't care for it, for us, but I don't believe we sparked suspicion that we had other agendas. Getting to the source of the suspected unnatural, that's your term, contamination was your primary mission. I assume you immediately tracked down this suspect. Hmm, we had a few other things on our to-do list. He sits back in his chair, steeples his fingers. Then tell me, what did you do next? You're listening to The Redacted Reports, a Delta Green podcast. So it's Tuesday, October the 6th. We're going to say it's about 11.30 a.m. in the morning. Uh, the four of you have just recently left the Sheriff's Department station here in Helena, Montana, and are en route to visit the coroner. This is Coroner Halsey is his name. You were able to, um, for the help of the very helpful uh, Detective uh, Eric Hayes, uh, get the address and location of him. I assume you might head to your car to drive to this location, correct? And yeah, I think so. Yeah, we would all be getting in our car that we have available to us. Right. And I So are we booster. in the parking lot next to the corner, or are we 100 feet away in the parking lot next to the sheriff? Well, here's what matters. I want you to picture. The city street is not that busy. It's one of those city streets where all the cars park on the kind of diagonal angle. They're all lined up in diagonals along one side, and the opposite is all little diagonals. And there's plenty of street parking. And there's just not that much traffic. It's a quaint downtown. Um, some cars drive around here, but it's not busy. It's not crowded. Uh, you were able to find a place really close to the front door. Um, it's not paid parking. So your vehicle is sitting out there amongst the other vehicles here on the sidewalk. Uh, easy access. And Rooster takes the vehicle. We're driving that uh, Range Rover that was loaned to you the other day. So Rooster has the address. It's not that far of a drive. Now, this particular residence is an old Victorian in kind of the old town of Helena, and as much as it has an old town. Uh, but it, these are these nice older houses uh, built about 100 years ago. Um, they're set offset from the street. So along the street, you've got nice old growth trees lining the street on both sides. Uh, front yards, which are pretty open. Grass is short. It's still green. But at some point, very soon, the grass will change, the snow will come, and these yards will be buried for a good five months or so, but we're not there yet. Uh, the fall colors are starting to show in the trees. Um, it's a lovely drive. The street is wide. The houses are spaced out. And uh, it turns out our corner has a nice little Victorian in the middle of a very quaint neighborhood. Um, Rooster, you pull up, find a space right in front of his house. Unless you want to park somewhere else, of course. 
I'll no, I'll park near nearby. You know, maybe house or two down. Okay. Finish chugging my energy drink and drop it next to the other empty in the cup holder. Yeah, eleven thirty. It's time for the second of the day. Yeah, well, I mean, the first one was when you wake up. Uh, Did Hayes or uh, any of the locals come with us? As you look behind you, you don't see he's not in the car with you. You didn't ask him to see. Um, but I want to see River, if you would for me, roll a. See, we don't have spot hidden in this game, so I'm just going to have you roll a alertness. alertness. Alertness is our spot hidden for Delta Green. Since I've got the uh, rear view mirror, can I roll that as well? Uh, it's on. It's on I, River's mind, so I'm going to let him roll for it. Okay. I rolled a 28, so that's a success. Good. So uh, there is a car just down the street from you. It's one of those unmarked. Uh, looks like it might be one of those government issue unmarked. It's just down the at the end of the block, right at the beginning of the block. And it, as you pull over, it also pulls and parks and finds a space in front of one of the Victorians. Does anybody else get the sense of that Hayes fella's job is mostly to uh, tell the sheriff what we're up to? Oh, no, he's just friendly. It's a Montana thing. I'll turn and, and, and look to see what, what he's indicating and be like, <sighs> probably outsiders coming in. I can't imagine they uh, enjoy that all too much. All right, uh, shall we? I think I'm pretty anxious to make sure that they're, you know, still alive. Right. Yeah, let's let's go. So the four of you exit the Range Rover, close it, lock it, step over. Yeah, the house, you parked a couple of houses down, so you walk along this uh, nice sidewalk, uh, tree lined on one side, um, and approach the house. So as you approach the house, I'm, it's... Um, I'm going to pull out a, a face mask and, and gloves and put them on and offer them to everybody else. The rest of you? Rory will accept it, yeah. Yeah, Rowan will absolutely accept it. And Rooster. Uh, Rooster's going to kind of look at him, get, raise, raise his eyebrow, and then get, and kind of, oh, right, right, right. Realize why. <laughs> These old Victorians, have, you know, the front the front door is always is raised, obviously. You step up a couple steps. There's a small porch area, uh, a screen door, and a front door, and you don't have to roll. Uh, the front door is open. Uh, not completely, but just slightly ajar on this house. All right. I'm, I'm going to look at that and then look at the others and, and, and just, and just silently put my mask on and don and don gloves. I'll do the same. And I'm going to, um, release the catch on my 45 holster. Yeah. Just release um, the catch. Nothing else. Yeah, that's fair. Oh. Um, once we're, once we're all, uh, PPE'd up, I'll, I'll nudge the door open with, with my fingertips and call and call in, uh, Dr. Halsey. All right, the screen door is there as well. The screen door is closed, so someone needs to open that as well. Sure, I'll pull that open. Right. It squeaks a little bit as you pull it open towards you. Um, mm-hmm. You call out Dr. Halsey. There's no response. Give it, give, give it, give it like a five-second count before, before calling again, and then wait. Call again and wait. Mm-hmm. She was married, again, right? Yes. No response. Uh, you're, you're not sure. No one told you either way. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Rooster, would you lead us in? Are we checking the... Are we clearing the place or checking it? Or are we just investigating? We are investigating with a mind to possible response. (sighs) Okay. That is wonderfully vague SOP. Let's do this. He's going to sort of put hand on the gun next to him. And use left hand to open the door, 
walk in and without taking his gun out, <laughs> do the standard walk in, check corners. Is it clear? Right, for the first room, and you step in. It's a small entryway. Uh, the door opens. There's some pictures, frame pictures, portraits, a coat hanger and whatnot on the side. Uh, just to your left is the living room. Um, television's on. Uh, there's an easy chair, small couch, uh, pictures and whatnot. It looks recently lived in. And then um, you are wearing the masks. Um, so, But I'll have Rooster, if you can give me an alertness roll right now. Ninety-seven. Yeah, so far it's uh, clear, it's quiet, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, the living room is uh, empty, hallway is empty. You see some two entrances from the living room, and also it goes further back into the hall. No sound. Clear. No motion. Clear. The rest of the team comes in behind Rooster and goes where? Should we think we should split up? Search. Uh, two of us search one way, two of us the other way? Yes, I think that, that's a good idea. Okay. Uh, River, if you want to head this, uh, River, you want to go right with me? Rooster, you and I will go left. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So Rooster and Rowan move through the living room into the dining area, circling left, making kind of a, a clockwise route through the house, while Rory and River uh, go right through the hallway, making a counterclockwise direction through the hallway. Rory, if you would roll, roll alertness for me. Sure. Uh, that is an ot six. All right, good. So despite the mask that you're wearing, you do pick up a scent of something in the air that smells a little foul, a little off. Um, and with that roll, it's it smells kind of earthy or maybe like a fungal smell. Just a faint smell in the hallway as, you, as you're moving in. I'll stop. River, do you, do you smell that? Uh, so River also gave me the same roll for alertness. Uh, nope. Yeah. River doesn't pick it up. He's got a, a pretty good mask on that he uses to keep these <laughs> things filtered out. Uh, I'll cautiously look. I'll slow down and look a little more carefully at the area where, are, where I am right now. Got it. As you're looking, a Rooster and Rowan enter the dining room. It looks uneventful. It's unoccupied. Um, it seems relatively unused. And you move towards the kitchen as well. They open the kitchen very slowly, carefully keeping with procedure. The kitchen looks a little disorganized, but nothing unusual, no signs of struggle, nothing, no people here, no sounds. Um, cutting back to Rory and River, uh, the, Rory picks the smell up a little bit more, going through the hallway and finds it. There's a bathroom door that's open. It seems to be the origin of this foul smell. River, I think it's coming from in there. Do you think he's... All right, back me up. I'll cautiously go towards the door and push open the door. If it's, is it a jar? Did you say it was a jar? The door of the bathroom jar is also a jar. So it's a, you very gently push it open. You see, of course, there's a tile floor, bathroom vanity. Um, the toilet is open and there's a shower as well, but the smell is clearly coming from the toilet. And you can see just from where you're standing, the toilet looks very foul. Uh, there's a mess inside the toilet and little bits of droplets of things in, the, in and around the toilet seat as well. Like he didn't have, maybe he didn't have time to even lift the toilet seat. But there's no one in there. No one in the bathroom, though. Okay. Um, uh, you see there's a little bit of a mess on the floor near the toilet as well. The sink looks wet. The shower looks wet. There's some wet towels and things. And the change of clothes, or old clothes, heaped on the, in a corner of the bathroom as well, uh, next to the shower. All right. Being very careful not to touch anything. I'll kind of back up. River, I think we need to take a look, closer look at that with more, a little, little more PPE. 
Yeah, this this uh, does not look uh, safe to me. We might want to. I, I guess we can do a quick search of the uh, rest of the house, but but be yeah, very careful not uh, to touch any of that. Yeah, kind of keeping that. Let's finish the ground floor and see if we can find Rooster and Rowan. Right. So as you search the rest of the ground floor, they also do their search. You guys meet each other somewhere in the back of the house. Check back rooms, bedrooms. Uh, determine there's nobody in the house. The house is empty. And it's, it looks like a bachelor's residence, as far as you can tell. Uh, it's, um, it's basically a, a two-bedroom, one bath, with other spacious rooms and whatnot. But the bedroom itself also has this smell that you notice, Rory. Um, and maybe coming from the bed sheets. So you can smell the same sort of foul, earthy, fungal smell um, from the bedroom. But there's, it's, the house is empty. You guys clear the whole house. Secure it. Uh, it's a single story. Uh, there's probably there's a basement, of course, but so far, no sounds, no activity, nothing but the the stench and the stink that is here. If he was sick, why wouldn't he be the same? This do you guys smell this in the bedroom? I smell the same thing in the bathroom. It's, it sounds like he might have been thrown up or something in the toilet or something. I was gonna say I'm afraid to ask. Um, you described a mess. Which end mess is this? If you can invest- or, is it, or is it just such a mess that it's hard to tell? Hey, you can oh. investigate it if you want. If you want to go poke into that toilet. I'll kind of show I'll show them where the bathroom is and just don't touch anything. Do I smell this smell as well? As you approach the bathroom, it's it, just a faint smell through your mask. You can pick up a little bit of, of, of scent of this kind of foul, earthy, fungal smell. With a 97, I, I only smell what I just burped. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> so yeah, Rooster and River are okay. But yeah, Rowan is a faint smell you can pick up. It's but uh, you can see also see the mess coming out of the toilet as well. Sure. I'm gonna take one look and go. Yeah, I didn't draw KP duty today, and just turn <laughs> and back away. Fungal. Didn't is this? This looks like he might have vomited or something in the toilet. Didn't? Wasn't there a vomit in that video you were watching, Rowan? Yes, the person that was stopped by the deputy sheriff uh, threw up all over him. I, I I keep getting stuck, though, on the fact that this smells like mushrooms to me, a fungus smell. Uh, River, there was something in the report that you got about there being fungal spores, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, there was a mention of uh, fungal spores. And... Rowan reads everyone's reports, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, reports? Was mm, I surprised? Yes. I, I I didn't read the book. It's 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 fine. There were reports that were specific for uh, Rory and River based on their specialties. Oh, um, I killed something. There, reported. Cool, fantastic, lovely to know. So Sweet. River, if, if you have that report, of course you could always you could decide to share it with the rest of the team if if you so choose. Um, well, you know, if it comes up. All right, I think it sounds like this is some sort of. Looks like whatever that guy that the deputy found spread to. It sounds like it spread from that person to the deputy, and now with the coroner, I, we need to find where these where this guy is. Well, heavy metal poisoning is not contagious. Well, yeah, but now I'm thinking it's something else. It's, I mean, it could be related to that, but I don't, I don't think it's as simple as poisoning or, I don't know. Well, and also keep in mind that that there were enough traces of weird to put us on the case. Yeah, now I'm kind of seeing, beginning to see 
why that why they put to us for this particular investigation. There was a basement, wasn't there? There is a basement as well. You should yeah. probably check that out. I have I, a terrible feeling that we need to check that. I, I want to suit up before I have we cleared this anymore. Have we checked the entire first floor where we are? Yeah, yes. Okay. Um, at this point, draw the forty-five. All right, so River, you go back out to the to the uh, the Range Rover, right? Because all your stuff's in the back of the Range Rover. Yep. The, 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 the full-on hazmat suit that you would use for your work. Um, as you step out, just down the street where you saw that unmarked car, you, you recognize uh, Deputy Eric Hayes uh, standing, leaning on the hood of his, that car. He's standing there on the side of the street. He's got his sunglasses on. His cell phone is out. And he's just standing there by the car. He looks in your direction. Kind of gives a little nod, like he, he sees you seeing him. Doesn't say anything to you. He's just a couple houses down, hanging out there by the side of his car. Well, I'm, I'm going to walk down to him and, and say, you might want to put out a missing re- person's report for that coroner of yours. I mean, at least I hope he's just missing. That Halsey? He's not at home? Not unless he's in the basement. He left his TV he- on. Any reason you guys entered the residence of, of uh, Dr. Halsey without his, his permission? Well, we got information that he was sick. And see, we were checking to see if he was uh, in need of assistance. Welfare check, right? The old welfare check, yeah. I know what you mean. So he's not home, huh? Doesn't seem to be. And you don't know where he is? No. But, but you know, All there's right. definitely something, some signs of illness in there. Um, like like what? Well, we don't know yet, but it, it gotcha. So, um, the mask you're wearing? Work. Any reason you guys are wearing masks? Well, you know, any kind of illness, you you want to be careful, not not to get uh, contamination. Yeah, I, I hear that. I hear that. Right, so yeah, hey, I, I'll I'll put a alert out. No problem. I, I I'll call up and see if anybody see the old coroner. All right. Anything else you need from me? Oh, not at the moment. We're we're just gonna gonna take the, some samples here. We want to find out if this is uh, similar to uh, any of the stuff that uh, happened to your deputy. Are you with the EPA? Well, yes. As a matter of fact, I am. But you're not working with uh, with Gaylor, right? Well, not directly. No, we're we're a special team. Hmm. I didn't know you guys had two different special teams working on the same project from different angles. I mean, Gaylor, she's not even in town. I don't know where she's looking at things. Uh, doing field samples or something. God knows what she's up to. Well, I, I'm sure we're going to be coordinating closely with uh, Gaylor. Oh, yeah. And anybody else. The same agency. Yeah, obviously, you guys must be in contact all the time, right? Yes, of course we are. All right. All right, good. Hey, yeah, so I'll put that BOL out. Um, Anything else I can do for you? I'm, I'm happy to help. No, I think we've got it covered. I, I got we got crime scene people. I could bring somebody in if we got a, a mess. Uh, any evidence we got to collect? Oh, we'll see if that's needed. Right. Hey, I'll be right here. Hey, you take care, uh, uh, Agent. Uh, what was your name again? Uh, my, my name is uh, Agent Redacted. Got it. Got it. All right. So he, he just jots something down, gets his phone out, calls in the station. You can hear him talking to the dispatch people about uh, if anyone's seen Corner Hall, see, put, put a look out on the patrol guys. Notify City PD as well. If anybody's seen the corner, 
We got, we're a little concerned about him. He, he talks, says, you go back to the car, um, get your gear, the, the, the full-on hazmat stuff that you, you're familiar with, um, bring that. Do you want to put that on on the side of the street or maybe go inside first to, to dress? Uh, I think I'll go inside, try not to yeah. attract too much attention. Yeah, so as you carry it in, you see uh, Hayes is still just sitting there. He just sit there watching you from this post right next to the car as you enter into the house. All right. So uh, the rest of the group, uh, while of course, while River's out doing his thing, did you guys want to look at the basement? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to at least poke the door open and shine a light down. I don't, I'm not going to go down without the hazmat if I feel like there's anything. If there is a stronger smell down there than there is up here, I'm not going down there without a hazmat suit. Smart. So at the base, there's basement entrance from the kitchen. That you can use, uh, okay. poking it open, pushing it. Um, you don't smell anything similar to what you smelled so far. It's a little dusty, a little murky, but there's some lights and light. You pull the little light string, illuminates that mm-hmm. old wooden staircase leading down beneath the, this old Victorian. Down here is mostly boxes and storage. There's a couple of these old mannequins, like the old dressmakers' mannequins, kind of hanging out with some clothes. It looks like a doctor's garb sitting on, on kind of hanging on some of these mannequins there's a little mask over the face of one of them so it looks like someone who would perhaps be ready for surgery the mannequin does at least a couple other old uh, uh, department store mannequins as well the kind of the arm is missing or the head sickens turn around or reverse and put outfits on they're kind of kind of stuffed and scampered here and there about uh, dusty uh, cobwebs and whatnot on them. Some old chests and, and boxes and things. A uh, small folding table that you'd use to play a poker game. A couple of chairs at it. There's an old uh, magician's ventriloquist doll sitting at one of the end of that card table. Just sitting there, minding its own business. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll go down a couple of the steps and like shine my light around because I, I have my tack light. It'll be stronger than the dingy little bulb going on. From the corner of your light, you catch the motion of, of looks like a small mouse or a rat scurrying off into mm. a corner and disappearing into the foundation. Um, the, your light casts long shadows over the, 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 the furniture, the mannequins, uh, the dolls and whatnot, the boxes, some, some old, old posters from like the 1920s. They're covered in cobwebs and dust. But other than that, there's no people, there's no smell. Thankfully, the okay. upstairs, no motion, but they're small rats. And the only light is from one single light bulb and your flashlight. Uh, somewhere upstairs, the front door opens, and you guys hear footsteps coming into the residence. River? Yeah, yeah. did, did you go downstairs? Not downstairs proper, just taking a look. Uh, anything uh, out of the ordinary there? Well, creepy shit. Define the- ordinary. I was going to say, uh, out of the ordinary in the sense of what's in that bathroom, not that I've noticed. Out of the ordinary in the fact that there's mannequins in a ventriloquist doll, yes. Um, like I said, but take that for shit. whatever it is. So um, River puts on the full, full, full hazmat outfit that he's worn. He's fully trained and utilizes and knows exactly how to put the thing on. It takes a few minutes for him to secure it uh, properly. There's even a little filter uh, that he attaches to it, the battery-operated filter and whatnot he can use to keep sure the air is clean. So, River, you have that, and you have your testing kit as well. What do you want to do with that? I'm going to go down into the basement first. All right, so, you, of course, you can explore the basement as much as you want. Uh, no, there's no sample to collect down there, but it is odd and creepy with the old mannequins, the old uh, dressmaker's mannequin as well, 
with uh, the, the small ventriloquist doll sitting at a, a poker table by itself with about uh, three other empty chairs beside it. Uh, old posters, old boxes, old crates and cases and chests and things. It's still dusty. It's cobwebby and stuffy and very poorly lit down here, but quiet. And thankfully, uh, it seems to be no sound or, or scent that anyone else is detecting. Of course, in your suit, you don't smell anything from the outside world whatsoever. That's the purpose of this suit. But as you investigate down there in the dark corners and recesses, there's nothing that comes to your attention uh, other than the odd feeling you get in this man's kind of strange, eclectic basement. So returning upstairs, uh, do you want to check the, either the bedroom or the bathroom? I will check the bathroom first. Uh, so it appears that the, the source of uh, the, the pollution, we'll put it that way, is mostly the toilet. But as you investigate, there are droplets of a little bit of spittle and other substances around the toilet. There's some drops on the counter and in the sink itself. The shower has drops, especially near the drain, of, the, of this foul substance. It, it's, it looks like puke, for lack of a better word. Um, and it, it's uh, it, whatever it was, it, there's, it's multi-stained. There's a lot of substance in there, stomach contents, for one. Um, but also the, the, there's a bile. A dark bile, which shows you evidence of a, a very a deep stomach um, throw up, as opposed to more of a light esophageal um, spittum. And it's, uh, the colors are interesting. There's a little oil sheen to it, um, a little of a metallic sheen as well to what you're seeing here. Do you want to collect samples from where? Well, from you know, from the toilet. And then I'll get some from the the shower and and also the, from the uh, counter. All right. So you collect a, a series of samples from everywhere that makes sense to collect. You know, the shower drain, the sink drain, the toilet itself, the walls of the toilet. You know, other places where you find actual droplets and whatnot. You can secure your samples, bottle them up, and then put them in another container as well, which is part of your training. Um, and when you're finished with all that, um, you exit the restroom and then take off the booties that you have to wear for these sorts of investigations and dispose of everything and meet the rest of the team who's been kind of letting you do your work, <laughs> not Staying wanting to get involved way. with this particular process. So if you finish your process, uh, you feel that you've done it relatively safe, you can take off the mask and whatnot and discuss what your next move would be. Um, well, I, I, I want to go also check the bedroom. So checking the bedroom, um, when you investigate a bit, there are stains in the bed sheets uh, of the, the th a queen-size bed that occupies this. And it looks like um, it's near the pillow. Um, part of the pillow and beneath the pillow has similar stains, like he's also been sick while laying in bed. Uh, there's also body stains as well from, from bodily fluids, like sweat or whatever, where someone would be laying. Uh, the bed doesn't it's not made. Uh, the sheets are just barely pulled aside. You can see the indent of where someone probably recently was laying in bed. Uh, on the floor, there's a little bit of a mess as well near the bed. And uh, there's some old clothes that also have six stains on them uh, near the nightstand right next to the bed. So there's sick clothes in the bathroom and a pile of sick clothes in the bedroom? That's correct. Hmm. Do they both look? I mean, from what we can tell, do they look like the same size, gender, person? It looks like uh, clothes a male would wear, about the same size, average size male. 
Uh, and the and the ones in the bedroom more look more like like loose pajama pants, for instance, or a loose night shirt, as opposed to the ones in the bathroom are more like day clothes that someone would wear outside. River, you have any idea if it's safe for the rest of us to come in there, or should we stick out here? Because this paper mask doesn't make me feel too safe. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come in here if I were you. If this stuff is a problem, we we need need to look in a lab to find out. I got a question for you while you're in there. Then, uh, I'm you know in the hallway, kind of leaning over my shoulder, talking in there. Uh, check out the closet. Is there like one person's clothes or two people's clothes? Yeah, but like in the bathroom, I guess we might have noticed if there was more than one person's stuff in there. Yeah, like a, like an extra toothbrush or something. Right. So Rory, when you were there, it's also River as well. Um, you did see look like one toothbrush. So it looks pretty clear to you. And uh, one towel hanging from the towel rack, for instance. And um, in the bedroom as well, as River searches around, the clothes in the closet look fairly uniform. Um, nothing, um, and they're male clothes that are in the closet. Um, the style looks very similar, um, and it looks all about the same age and fit and whatnot. It gives you a pretty good sense that he probably is a bachelor, probably living alone. All right. I want to look under the bed. Looking under the bed, the, um, of course, with the mask on, you don't smell anything. But it, it's dusty, and, and, and there's a little some dust bunnies up there and whatnot, some old, old slippers, some, um, maybe an old pair of socks. But you know, nothing else unusual underneath the bed. Okay. And um, last thing, I want to go around and, and check any windows or... Are there any other doors to this house? Yeah, windows are closed in this room. And as you look throughout the house, they all appear to be closed as well. There is a uh, back door from the kitchen, which is closed when you enter the house. Only the front door was ajar. Okay. I will uh, come out and... Uh... Did we ever check the perimeter of the house outside? No, you didn't, no. No, not yet. Probably worth a shot. Okay, so maybe Rory and somebody I'll, else. I'll head out and I'll head out and do a do a circuit. All right, so Rory and Rooster do essentially um, opposite circuits of their residence. Go each one left, one right. Um, one thing you notice, Rory, uh, uh, from when you begin your circuit, is there's a car in the driveway. Okay, um, and then of course you go in the back. The backyard seems unattended. Uh, the back, the grass is not really hasn't been mowed lately. There's an old barbecue that probably hasn't been used. God knows how long. Some old chairs and plants and things, but the backyard looks like it's kind of neglected. Maybe someone who just never really spends any time outside. But as you, as you a perimeter search, there's no evidence of, of people outside or recent activity outside or uh, other than uh, the sound of birds. And uh, there's really no other noises out here. Uh, you both meet again in the front yard after doing your circuit. This car is still here. Yeah, looking at the vehicle, you also notice there's, some, there's a little parking tag there that that mentions it is parking for the uh, the county coroner's office, like a, like a reserve spot, a little sticker on the side of the uh, the dash the windshield. It's definitely his car. Uh, I think I want to get a closer look at that rooster. I'll walk up and see if I won't open the door at all, but I'll look and see if there's keys or anything inside. Or mm-hmm. yeah, looking inside, you don't see any keys. Uh, there's some some trash on the floor of the car, uh, some napkins and whatnot stuck inside. Uh, there's an old coffee cup. And the cup holder, um, some old maybe paperwork or bills. But looking through the car, um, it just looks like it's been used. But there's nothing else, nothing else of note here. Uh, no other people, no other interesting items in this vehicle. Interesting. 
All right. Uh, so uh, with uh, the four of you all outside at this point, um, the rest of you see what River saw earlier. Um, our, our very helpful detective uh, Hayes is standing by his vehicle just a couple of houses down, um, just patiently hanging out. Hey, it's that friendly dude. He come help us out? Well, I, he, he offered to. Um, I, I did tell him that the coroner seems to be missing, and so he's, he's going to put the word out. As much as possible, I think we should avoid bringing civilians into uh, this particular sort of business. If we can't avoid it, then we can't avoid it. But we don't know where we might run into something that might turn their brains inside out. Oh, wait, can you do that? Like, like, is there like, is it like a pocket can, can, or a shirt? Can it like go inside out inside itself? Yeah. You have to do it really carefully or you can mess it up like irreparably. So you only should only do it like maybe like once a year, maybe. I'm sure. It I'm, jok- I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. Okay. Yeah. The problem is the ones I saw usually were coming out the back of someone's head. So there's that. Yeah. No, it was a it was a turn of phrase, Rooster. Not an actual, not an actual thing that, as far as I know, and I'll look over at Rory. As far as I know, that can't be done. Without yeah, I didn't think so, involved. but you know, I'm not a doctor. Look over at Rory and River. No, oh, yeah, I was joking. That's it's an expression. <laughs> it's an expression to be able to turn your brain inside out once a year. What kind of shit do you guys do in the chair force? Oh, Roy just Lord. shakes his head and just, uh, uh, all right. I don't think he's gone anywhere. His car's here. I, if he's nearby, he's close by, I think. The front door was open, but you said the back door wasn't. That's correct. So he would have gone out the front door. I, I wonder when. If he had called, wonder if he had called, would think to call an ambulance if he was that sick. That would, that would explain why his car's still here, but then why would the door still be open? Yeah. Um, I have a really stupid question, but after that thing at Shaver Lake, um, and the stuff you keep talking about, Glasses, how close did you look at those mannequins and dolls <laughs> and shit? When, when he asks that, I'm going to glance down at Hayes to make sure he's not in earshot when he mentions Shaver Lake. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I said that quietly. I said that quietly. Yeah. I, it's, it's still it's still reflex, just double checking that this guy isn't nearby. Yeah. He appears to be maybe about uh, three houses away, so uh, not within okay. immediate earshot unless you guys are yelling about something. I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna wave at him. Uh, he gives you a little little nod with his head, so he's clearly watching, but just polite nod. Wait a second. Wait, does that that doesn't seem nearly as friendly as it used as he was earlier? I'm I mean, gonna obviously look at the others. I mean, obviously. They're trying to have him watch us to make sure nothing, we don't get up to anything, which... I, I'm sure he wants I us get, to think he's friendly. Oh, yeah, almost well, certainly. No shit, but the the watching us, but seems weird to put the nice guy on that job. Uh, River, did, did you notice anything weird about the uh, the mannequins and the dolls down there? I didn't go down, but you, you, were, you were down there poking around for a while. Besides the fact that they were there. Besides in the basement? I mean... Besides the fact that they were there, yes. I don't know what would be normal for having mannequins in the basement. (laughs) If... if, 
I mean weird in the sense of they, they come to life and grab at you. Although I'm sure we would have heard you yelp if that had happened. You certainly would have heard me yelp. Uh, do I'd feel a lot better if we could, you know... I know we don't want the noise of guns, so maybe, like, instead of a bullet between the eyes of each one, maybe a stab between the eyes of each one <laughs> make me feel a lot better at this point. Well, he was not our patient zero. I am more interested in what in what's going on with uh, the the white collar hobo that our yeah uh, and st- I'm de- curious deputy sheriff found. I'm now curious if how the guy's wife is doing. If the coroner who looked at him after he was dead is maybe coming across the same thing. If the the sheriff's guy's wife, if she was in contact with him before he died, uh, well, you should probably make sure she's doing okay too. I know you wanted to talk to her, Rowan. Oh yeah, I want shit. Yeah, and she's pregnant. Yeah. So I think we need to do three things. We need to check the hospital to see if the coroner was taken there in an ambulance, and, and that would be why his vehicle is still here. We need to check 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 the video and see if I can't figure out where that uh, ID is from. And we need to check in on on the wife. Oh, fourth thing, we we need to have the samples that you took river uh checked yeah i was about to say that sorry i think out loud when, when, when i'm making lists five things i gotta get a drink with the cute smart chick that is on your personal time and is none of my business human int <laughs> <laughs> mine or yours i was gonna say insight on that i got it it would have passed yeah. <laughs> Legitimately, Rowan does not care. As long as you are not messing with the mission, go chat up the cute ME girl. I don't care. Have fun. So Rooster looks over. He's going to look over at River and go, don't worry, I got my own room. Where does the team want to go next? So do we we need to analyze these samples ourselves, or which means myself? Yeah. River, do you have a way to do that here? Can we turn them over to the uh, local environmental people and, and... have them take care of the lab work while we investigate other things. Yeah, so River, one thing you do know is um, the EPA agent who was on scene, whose reports you reviewed, uh, Agent Gaylor, um, came out of Salt Lake City and then sent her initial samples back to Salt Lake City, which you somehow intercepted. Somebody intercepted those for you. It may not be that she has an on-site uh, lab. She may have to do the same thing, or you may have to do the same thing. Or find some other resource that has the lab equipment that you would require. Maybe a hospital, or maybe a coroner's office, or maybe something else. I was about to say, what, what what kind of equipment do you need for it? Is it something that we could possibly have done here in in a laboratory in the hospital or the coroner's office or other medical facility? Or do you need something more specialized? Uh, well, for finding uh, heavy metals, a chemistry lab... I think. Yeah. yeah, finding heavy metal presence would be simple chemistry lab. Anything kind of more complicated gene sequencing, DNA, or whatnot would require a very substantial a laboratory. But that's not what we're looking for. We're looking at the heavy metal stuff and... Maybe fungal spores and, and, or something. And, you know, we, you fi- we you finished my thought, well fungal, done. <laughs> fungus, but, you know, uh, I think a good microscope would, would probably tell us that. So if, 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 if that's the case, we may be able to appropriate the equipment at the at the coroner's office if necessary 
Yeah. Good thing you guys know somebody at the coroner's office. That's true. I volunteer for that. <laughs> well, I think I think we'll probably want to uh, take the very helpful uh, uh, Deputy Hayes along just to uh, convince your young lady that we have a, a official sanction on this. Rooster looks over at him because he suddenly doesn't look nearly so friendly. Hmm. So, Rowan, about the video. Oh, no, no, just I mean, like, like to take to, not friendly enough to take to the coroner's office with me. What were you saying, Uh, Rowan? Rowan, do you need to, like, do the video footage, like, is that something we need to do ASAP, or can we do that tonight? Uh, So I think it's a little more important that we maybe give the hospital call, maybe en route to the wife of, what's his face? Jacob. Yeah, Jacob's. Like, Jacobs or somewhere. Jacob? Because because in my briefing it's Jacob. I want to double check that small tiny detail, which which it I'm is. sure is look Fred Jacob. It, I and I have written and Christina. Both in my notes. So we're gonna go. Jacob is the official. Yeah, and I'm gonna so cross Fred Jacob and wife off. Christ- so wife notes. is Christina. Yeah, Maybe. I agree. I think that she had the closest contact with him of anyone, except for our coroner friend. I'm yeah. suddenly very concerned about her. So. Yes, let's let's go ahead and um, head toward. Oh, do we have her address? I think we do. We probably would have that. I, f- I think. Feel like we I did. I think it's in. I think it's in my one of my reports. Yeah, I'll 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 flip through that. Yeah, you you look at it very quickly. It's uh, with with the medical reports for Deputy Fred Jacob. He's got his his address is listed in there, and it's safe to assume, of course, his wife lives at the same address. One would assume. All right, yeah. Let's, uh, and 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 I'm already pulling out my phone and putting and putting the address into the GPS. Okay. Yeah, plug in that Mister, in. Shall we? Yeah, it's it's a maybe a, a eight to ten minute drive from here. All right. All right. Uh, All right. I think someone, maybe Rowan, maybe with the FBI, have a little more clout to be able to call the hospital and get those records. I think I should be able to. Yes. Yeah. So we've got one car. How are we doing this? We're going to drive to uh, the Jacob house and we'll call the hospital on the way. They can pull the, the, the files from their filing if, if he was even there. Yeah. First, at first, we'll need to confirm that, that he was there in the first place. And if he wasn't, then, no harm, no foul. Yeah. And if he is, then they can pull the reports for us and have them ready for us to pick up. You want to drop me off at the coroner's office first? So I can analyze this stuff while you're running around town, or oh, do you want me to idea. stay with you? I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good use of our resources to have you on that. So I drive first back to the coroner's office, drop off River and Rooster. Are you? What are you doing? Going with River? Going with River, or are you coming with us? Well, that's uh, what I'm trying to figure. Tough choice. That's what I'm. Tr- I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out because I don't like the idea of splitting up and leaving people alone. But uh, chemistry lab doesn't seem like my idea of uh, usefulness for me. There, there is uh, someone to talk to at that chemistry lab to keep you occupied. <laughs> oh, that's at the coroner's office. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, okay, never yeah, mind. Easy. More than, more than one type of chemistry there. Yeah, so so Rory and I will will go to uh, the Jacob house and River and Rooster will go to the coroner's office. Excellent. Drop, drop them right. off, I guess. So while splitting the party, I have to think of what our, our, our inquisitive investigator who he wishes to follow, and uh, all right, got it. So um, we'll we'll start with the coroner's office first, while the other two uh, drive and phone calls. So um, entering through the door, Rooster and River come in. 
uh, river, um, you're not in the hazmat suit, obviously, but you have that, your samples are secure in a secure case and you're carrying those in with you. Uh, Rooster's just, of course, got his usual uh, gear and whatnot. Entering in, the coroner's office is empty, save for the lovely Sarah Rice. And she is at the same spot she was at yesterday behind the desk. Uh, some book there. This uh, morning, an hour ago. Yeah. But Not yesterday. I, uh, earlier this morning, that's where she was. And now it's 1230. So it's 1230 p.m. Uh, she does have a sandwich, half eaten, uh, sitting at the desk in front of her, and a diet, a diet Pepsi she's sipping on as well occasionally. Uh, she stops what she's doing and, and looks up and recognizes and remembers the two of you from earlier this morning. Slight, slight, kind of sly smile, uh, but doesn't say much, and lets you approach the, the front desk. I'm going to go over, lean on the counter. I'll go, Hey, Sarah, long time no see. Redacted. It's nice <laughs> to see you again. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, he's got work. Um, he was hoping to, since we don't have any of our own stuff, use uh, Chem Lab in the back, if that's possible. Chem Lab? Um, oh, yeah, we, we do do some in-house testing. It's mostly... Pretty standard stuff. I don't know. Um, she looks over at River. I mean, what what kind of testing do you need to do? Just an uh, an analysis of some samples. Oh, I mean, like like what are you looking for? Oh well, that's that's uh, you know, it's part of an investigation. We we really shouldn't uh, divulge that at this time. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm sorry. I mean, we we do lots of investigating here. We're a coroner's office. You know, we we investigate dead things. He, we're just going to lean over and whisper, something you probably know more about than he does. Uh, she, she grins a little bit. And just, well, um, hey, uh, you know, the Corner Halsey's not here today. I, I really need his permission to let anybody use the lab. I, you know, I, I, well, hey, I, so here's my thought. Look, I see you've got a sandwich, but how about I take you out to lunch? We can spend some time together, and if he happens to be back there, you wouldn't know. Do the old dice roll. Shit. <laughs> and uh, so she she grins a little bit, looks down at this tuna fish sandwich that she was not all that interested in in the first place, um, considers it for maybe about three seconds or so, and uh, looks at an empty lobby um, and an empty desk with no real work to do today, shrugs her shoulders. Uh, gets up, straightens out her, her skirt, grabs her, her sweater jacket that she kind of keeps behind the chair, comes on out, opens up the door of the side, walks over there, uh, grins a little sheepishly, and says, so, uh, uh, yeah, um, sure, I w- I'll, I'll be back in an hour. Maybe, um, she looks at River. Get lock the place up or something? I just, you know, don't, 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 don't break well, anything. If I, if I know where the keys are. Oh, oh. She, she hands you some, a set of office keys. <laughs> yes. Why the hell couldn't I have been this smooth in college? <laughs> Why is my character smoother than I am? Well, I mean, it's not hard, but still. So she, she kind of, I mean, mood, though. She grins at Rooster. It kind of lets you uh, make the, the first, uh, suggest the first whatever. Like where we going? He's gonna do the uh, the kind of over the top gesture with the hand, but after you. And she smiles and heads out the front door. Looks over her shoulder with a moment of suspicion. Looks at River in that nice, polite, professional, smiling face. That that 
the persona of River that looks like an absolute like he's he belongs here. He's it, this he fits this laboratory. There's nothing suspicious about this man whatsoever. He seems well suited to do this job, and there's something about River that makes you think, you know what? I I can probably trust that guy, and he's kind of cute. So she steps out the door, outside of the coroner's office, and Rooster leads her out. So River, uh, you have the office for at least an hour. What do you want to do? Cannot believe that worked. I, neither can I. I really did not expect that to work. <laughs> I, I guess I guess girls in Montana like that type. He's that type. I'm gonna go in the in the uh, in the back office and see what kind of uh, equipment they have and start start analyzing. So River, of course, first thing you notice is it's an office with with file cabinets and storage and whatnot. You pass those quickly. Several storage rooms, uh, records, death certificates, and whatnot. And there's a break room, and there's another small office, probably the coroner's office as well. And then, of course, you see the actual autopsy theater, a smaller build area, and the, all the, the freezers they use to keep all the bodies are stored over there. In the back, there's a there's a, a lab here. They mostly use it for doing for blood work. Is the main thing they use the lab for, and maybe to check stomach contents or other or other contents as well. And it is, it's used, not overly used, but if you look about it scientifically, it's got the equipment you would need to do any kind of testing, especially for heavy metals or whatnot. So that's there and available. It's equipment you know how to use. So I'm not going to make you roll for it or whatnot. Um, there's, you know, they got the sink you can clean up at, the workspace, which is usable. They got spare gloves and masks and gear as well. All right. So settling in, River will go ahead and begin his, his, uh, studies of the samples. Uh, Rooster, where do you want to take her out to lunch? Shit, please don't make me go out on a date. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> we, 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 we won't roleplay. We'll just let me know where you want to go and we'll cut to our agent and Rory is next. Uh, basically, he was going to smoothly say, you know, I'm, I'm an out-of-towner. Is there somewhere you like specifically? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of places here in town. I mean, Hel- Helen is... We got some great food here, and it's it's uh, you know kind of uh, the the culture and and um I mean I I really um you know uh what do you like like what do you like to eat? Not going there. Um, I mean I'm always down for a burger. Oh yeah yeah we got we got lots of burgers. Hey, hey do you like 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 bison? You know I've never had it. He's just hanging on every word. We got a place that bison and elk and uh, you know other other kind of more like more exotic meats. If you're like a, if you like a big burger, uh, the, the fries are great. It's like you know the, the wedge kind of fry. I like those. Um, yeah, you know, uh, you know that's something exotic foods. Never had a whole lot of exotic American foods like that. Or the exotic foods I had were more like when I was in Iraq. Oh yeah, you, and he's you, just gonna pull that card again. Oh wow, well, you, you got to tell me what that was like. What was that like over there? And we'll gonna fade off yeah. as you tell her some old stories. For, you know, when you were in the shit and all the things that happened. Well, he's gonna tell the uh, the sanitary ones. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the uh, the not sanity losing ones. Of course, Smart. of course. So cutting back to Agent Rowan and Rory, who are in our Range Rover driving, following the GPS out to Detective Jacobs residence um in the rear view you notice the the white unmarked vehicle of our very friendly uh, detective eric hayes keeping a safe respectable distance of course but kind of tooling along behind kind of wondering where you guys are headed to you know i've i've worked with small city cops before i've been a small city cop this one is 
specifically very tenacious. Uh, we'll have to see, keep an eye on him. Uh, He's keeping an eye on you, so it'll be really easy. <laughs> At least we always yeah. know where he will be. Alright, uh, Rowan, I guess you, you call the hospital and I'll I'll keep driving to the Good. Jacob residence. Yeah, so as Rowan yeah, drives, Rowan, you call the hospital. Um, um, is there anything specific you want to tell them about who you are or why you need this information? Or are you just a, a concerned citizen asking about someone's private medical records? <laughs> I feel like one will go better than the other. <laughs> Being someone who actually has been trained in HIPAA, I feel like one will go significantly better for me than the other. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I will introduce myself as Agent Redacted working with the uh, a special task force and ask about the, the, the coroner, Dr. Halsing, Halsing, and whether or not he has been in the hospital any time in the last say, week or so. Okay. Uh, then she asks you to hold for a second and she needs to speak to a supervisor. And they get somebody on the line who asks the, the verify uh, what your name again was and what agency are you with. Yeah. All right. And I'll, and I'll give that information. Yeah. They check, come back to you again. So, well, um, well, well, a special agent redacted. Uh, we, The doctor is presently in our emergency ward. He this Sometime this morning, um, he, was, he was seen by some people uh, and picked up an ambulance and We've got him. He's in the ER right now. Excellent. That's good to know. All right. Um, would you be so kind as to uh, save any relevant test reports? Have uh, Excuse me. I should ask. What sorts of tests have you run on him since he's been there? Oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Just give me one second. So they check. So, so they tell you they are basically standard wellness, health and wellness issues. They're, they're concerned about his blood sugar. Um, his, he's basically showing um, some sort of... A serious, um, be an infection or maybe a serious uh, flu symptoms, like flu-like symptoms. They're trying to find out what it is. They take they take in blood mainly, and they're, they're doing labs on them as, as we speak. Um, and they have a couple of nurses tending to. Rowan, would you have this on speakerphone or not? I would not have had it on speaker initially, but as soon as I heard that that he was there, I would have put it on speaker okay. yeah. and held it out so you can listen. Yeah, so Rory might ask some more questions as an ER doctor, ER doctor yeah. himself. So Rory, um, what, what is your character's medicine? It's seventy. So I mean, I'm not. You don't have to roll that level. You're yeah. very, very experienced, familiar. So what Rory will find out from the questions he asks in the the, legal, the medical terminology is a little bit over Agent Rowan's head. That yeah. they're concerned. Um, about a possible some kind of toxic shock or heavy metal poisoning that he seems to be suffering from, and his you know, with, with the blood count and with the other problems he's having and the sickness and illness, it seems like some kind of either aggressive cancer or heavy metal poisoning, maybe, maybe the likely culprits, uh, but they won't know until the lab results come through. They're giving him, they talk about the treatment they're giving him. So it's stuff for his stomach. It's trying to neutralize stomach acids. And there's also some chemicals they give him to help remove heavy metal within the bloodstream within the, the bodily system. There's these chemicals, uh, I, I forget the name off the top of my head, but essentially it, the heavy metals stick to the chemicals and then you expel this substance and it helps clean up the system. They use for heavy metal poisoning, for instance, and that, it might be that. Yeah. So they, they talk about the round they're doing, there's the treatment they're giving him and so forth and so on. They tell you that he's in bad shape as far as his blood pressure, his, his temperature. Um, the other symptoms are showing these very, whatever is wrong with him, it's, it seems very aggressive. And very concerning. Okay. They're worried about him being critical. Um, he's in basically he's on ICU. He's still in the ER, 
they haven't moved him, uh, but they're giving him a lot of round-the-clock care. They've got two nurses working on him and a doctor. And from what you can tell from talking to this guy on the phone, it does sound like he's in a pretty bad state. And it sounds very similar to the report I had from Dr. Halsey about Detective or Sheriff Jacobs. Remarkably Jacobs. similar. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, and 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 I'll ask um, when when they get the the lab reports back that they get that the copy be made for us. Yeah, they they say they'll they'll keep copies for you, digital copies you can get as well. Sure. Excellent. And then I'll just pause and look at Rory and ask, has he been throwing up? Yeah. Oh, they say. Oh, yes. Uh, a couple times in the hospital, we, we we're, we're dealing with that, but that's that's not uh, not uncommon, unfortunately, with these kind of symptoms. Roy will speak up and say, just be very careful that we found we were at his place of residence uh, as part of an investigation and did find vomit here as well. Uh, so just be careful that no one is, everyone is wearing PPE when they're interacting with him and with the vomit. And Well, we follow all, all state mandated medical procedures. Yeah, of, of course. course. And, I, I mean, and I understand that. Um, but just, uh, it's it appears to be heavy metal poisoning or some kind of aggressive cancer. It's no no viral indication, at least from the symptomology. Just humor me, and I'll. I'm curious that we'll look at take a look at the results when you get them back. But uh, this is reminds me of a, another case that uh, the coroner himself actually was working on. But we will, um, I'm sure, be in touch. Well, okay. Um, well, I'll pass that on to my staff and the doctor who's the the attending doctor. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you know, he'll be here at the hospital. Um, and, yeah, when you get here, we can give you access to him. Okay. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. So pulling into the uh, the house, um, the Jacobs live just out of town, or just on the edge of town, really. And it's uh, this area of the, the town, um, there's nice large lots. Everybody has a lot of space, a large front yard. There's a long driveway you have to go down. It's, it's, a, it's a gravel driveway. And uh, then it kind of turns and stops in front of a small house, a couple of trees in the front, uh, small trees, and then kind of a lot of land behind it. It looks like they don't have any immediate neighbors um, behind them. But there are some houses at either side in this area. We're not in the country, but it has that country feel to it. Um, it's, uh, the roof itself uh, has seen better days. Um, the windows are, are, are curtained, uh, smaller windows. Uh, it, it's, the house is kind of squat. Um, there's a fireplace that's not burning. Uh, there's a small couple of steps to the front. Front door is closed. Uh, not a lot of activity from what you can see looking at this house. But uh, it, it's the address uh, of Fred Jacob and Christina Jacob. So the two of you exit the vehicle. Looking is down the street. Is there another vehicle here? Uh, there is another vehicle parked in front of the house. And uh, behind you on the city street is that white unmarked car uh, by Detective Hayes. He hasn't driven down the driveway. He just is keeping his distance. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll glance over at Rory and ask, uh, do you have another set of those gloves? Uh, he pulls out a couple, some gloves out of his medical bag. Uh, he probably would have at least one or two masks in there as well. Right. Um, yeah. I'll keep the, the, the mask in my pocket because I don't want to knock on the door with that. But yeah, but yeah he'll get hand, hand some gloves to Rowan and uh, let her know okay. that he has masks available if she needs one. Stepping Appreciate up to it. the front door, uh, there's a screen door, just like the other residents, and there's a front door, which is closed. Is there a bell, or do we need to pull open the screen and knock? There's a bell, a doorbell. Okay, I'll, I'll ring the bell. Yeah, the, sound, the doorbell sounds, there's a delay, you hear it ringing, then you hear some footsteps, 
and someone walks over, hear them come to the door, and you hear a very faint woman's voice to say, hello? Hello, uh, Mrs. Jacob? Um, yes? Who's there? Hi. My name is Agent Redacted, and I wanted to talk to you if I could. Oh, what about? Uh, About your husband's passing. Oh, um, I don't really want to talk about that. I'm I'm sorry, it's not something I really want to discuss. I completely understand that, and I am so sorry for your loss. Who are you? Uh, Special Agent Redacted. I'm with the FBI. Oh, you're not with with the Sheriff's Department? No, ma'am. Oh, I thought you were bringing us some more food. Oh, well, my husband didn't work for the FBI. He, He worked for the... The Lewis and Clark County Sheriff's Office. I think you have the wrong person. You are absolutely correct. He did work for the the Sheriff's Department, but there were a couple of things about his passing that were irregular, and we just wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Well, I I don't want to talk about my my husband. Um, you can you can leave, please. Uh, we're, we're very we're very busy here. Are you all right, ma'am? Uh, just a minute. Here, walk away from the door. There's a long pause. A minute goes by with no sound. I'm just like casually rocking back on my heels a little. Mm -hmm. Just like, hmm. Two minutes go by. She doesn't come back to the door. You hear some footsteps inside the house. Mm Mm-hmm. And you hear maybe three minutes in, they walk back over the door. And you hear, "Um, hello, who's there? Uh, hello, it's, it's, uh, Special Agent Redacted. Oh, um, who are you looking for? Uh, Christina Jacob. Oh, that's me. Uh, the door knob turns, and she opens the door. Uh, so Christina Jacob is, is a smaller woman, um, maybe about five foot four, uh, brown hair, thin, uh, tied back, uh, not... It's loosely tied back in a ponytail. It looks a little disheveled right now. Her face has a, a, a thin look to it, pale skin. Like she doesn't get a lot of sun. Um, she's wearing a blouse, uh, which looks, looks looks big on her, like she's lost weight, essentially. She's got an apron on as well, uh, which has some stains on it, uh, maybe from household stains or whatnot. It's hard to say. She kind of wipes her hands on the apron a couple of times, um, glances at you after opening the door, turns around and walks back into the house. Rory, does that look like a medical condition? Um, can I do a medicine check to see if that looks like anything? Well, because the short-term memory loss thing makes me think yeah. so that something's going I'll on. Says, Rory, uh, with, with, yeah, with your medicine role, you, oh, there's yeah. a lot of possibilities. I'll put it that way. There's a lot of possibilities with the symptomology you've got in front of you, but it does not strike you as typical, and it could be symptomatic of uh, any number of problems with her, whether it be health-related or even mental health-related as well. So, I mean, it's clearly something up, but you don't know what. Okay, well, the door's open in front of us, and she didn't tell us to go away this time. That's correct. So I'm just, I'm going to glance at Rory and just pull the door open I'm gonna and step hand, inside. I'm going to hand Rowan a mask as, I do, as she does that and put mine on. Thank you. All right, I, yeah, I'm not going to make you roll well. before you put that mask on because you smell it. There's that, that thick earthy fungal smell that is inside this residence as you approach the front door it permeates the residence from no particular location or destination but you can smell it right as you put that mask on 
Yeah, I'll put the mask on and then pull the gloves on. Like, damn it. Stepping inside, um, the the living room has not been cleaned in a while. And there's a lot of uh, dishes, larger dishes, um, like casserole dishes, for instance, kind of sitting there of mostly eaten food, forks and whatnot, some trays and plates and things and stuff with saran wrap halfway uncovered, a little tray of sandwiches where there's like just three sandwiches that have been eaten of the rest. And the TV is on, but it's basically, it's been muted. It looks like uh, on the TV, there's some kind of children's program. You know, a bunch of uh, bunny rabbits and cartoon creatures and frolicking around in the background on mute. Uh, the curtains are drawn. The lights are on. Uh, she's in the kitchen. She left you, went into the kitchen. And you can hear her moving about in the kitchen, but you don't see her. Who knows what she's up to. Okay. But the place is messy. There's clearly that smell, that earthy fungal smell in this residence. You don't see any throw up or sickness or whatnot, but the, but it's it's here. Mm-hmm. All right. I will go and talk to her. She seems very easy to distract. If I can keep her distracted and in the kitchen, I'd like you to look around. I can do that. Yeah. Um, just you. obviously maybe keep a little bit of a distance. I don't want her throwing up on you. I'd prefer to avoid yeah. that, yes. All right, stepping in the kitchen, uh, Agent Rowan, you see she is at the stove. She's boiling something on the stove right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, on the kitchen table, there's other foodstuffs as well. A lot of half-eaten uh, foods and meals and things people have prepared and left, sort of left there. Uh, this, the sink is crowded with, with dishes and plates and bowls and so forth and so on. Uh, on the fridge, you know, it's a hodgepodge of pictures and photographs and notes and postcards and whatnot, as you'd expect. It's a smaller kitchen. The blinds are drawn, but it's lit up. And she is tending mm-hmm. to boiling something on the stove at the moment. She looks over and sees you, acknowledges you, but doesn't seem to care that you're in the kitchen with her. Okay. Is is the sink full of dishes fairly close to the stove? Yeah, it's uh, just to the left. Not f- right. I mean, there's a stove. There's a small space of counter. And then there's a sink. Yeah, it's kind of kitty-cornered a little bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go over to, to, to the sink. And I'm going to glance over to see if I can see what's in the pot. Because you step over the sink. I am curious and paranoid. Uh, it's dirty dishes and whatnot, as you expect. Uh, but looking over, there's a couple of bottles, uh, plastic bottles that she's boiling on the stove. Uh, they look maybe like uh, the size of uh, that an infant would use. Did she look like she was still pregnant? Do we know how? Do we know how pregnant she was? Uh, it, like how many? I don't think we heard. There was someone that mentioned at some point yesterday. Yeah, someone mentioned that she was pregnant. I guess I'm not in. Yeah, she does not look pregnant. She looks rather th- rather thin, actually. Oh dear! All right, I am going to start running uh, running water and like start 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 washing dishes while standing next to her. It's something that two women will will do standing in the, in the kitchen together and just casually quietly talk to her, not necessarily asking her anything, but helping keep her present with me. It seems to have a calming effect. She sees you washing the dishes. She nods to you, kind of acceptingly. Like that's a perfectly acceptable thing for you to be doing. She she pokes a little bit at the at the bottles to make sure they're fine. She says it's it's, it's a lovely day today. It's a beautiful day. She says, "Oh, what was it you wanted to see me about?" Well, I wanted to 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 see how you were doing. We were a bit, a bit concerned about you, and you know, chat and chat with you about what's been going on. Oh, oh, we've been doing just fine. Everyone has been just just so helpful. Been so helpful. It's. It's been a really difficult week here, um, but yeah, we um, 
We're, we're just fine. We? Uh, cutting over to Rory, uh, the hallway has that smell. That smell. Okay. And it's thicker here than it is in the living room area. Um, uh, passing by the, the restroom again, the same thing happens as you pass by the okay. bathroom. You peek inside. I don't mind, but I, yeah, you, you don't like even have in, to. Yeah. Yeah, you, the, the, the toilet is, is a move. mess. It, it's a mess of, of, of throw up and puke and whatnot. And it's not as clean or sanitary as our corner friend's restroom was just a few, just about an hour ago. It's the bathroom is in a bad state. Uh, she's not cleaned this in quite some time, it looks like. It's pretty filthy, okay. and there's, there's, there's clothes and towels that are soaking on the floor. It's messy. Um, the shower itself looks uh, odd, uh, stained. The, maybe it's just a lack of hygiene. Or maybe they don't clean it very often, but there's definitely some deep, dark stains lining the bottom of the shower there from where you can see from okay. the hallway. Yeah. At that point, I think I'll kind of back away and finish. Was it just one floor? It's just one floor. All right. Okay, I'll try to keep moving and see what else I can find. All right. You pass one room. Um, it looks like a, maybe a guest bedroom or some sort. There's a, uh, there's a, a twin bed in there. Uh, there's a crib in the corner. And some other boxes and things, you know, that like uh, box things, like like boxes of, of baby clothes that like getting ready. Like they would have those just sitting in a box, okay. you know, for future use or whatnot. There's a, there's a box of, of diapers, which is open, sitting on the floor. Is there a... I'll go in and see if I can see. Is there the? Is there anyone in the crib? Stepping into the room, you, that smell is also present in this room. And stepping over, walking over to the crib, looking in, bundled in the crib, is a small body wrapped up in a blanket, uh, swaddling, as they call it. There, there is. As you peek inside, you can see the face, just the side cheek, part of the neck, one of the hands of, of a of a baby, uh, maybe a couple days old. A very uh, looks to be not a preemie, however. This doesn't look like a premature baby. This looks maybe, from your estimation, maybe about seven and a half, eight pounds or so. Uh, looks to be about healthy size, oddly enough. Um, nothing unusual about the baby. It, it's the hand, you see the side of the, uh, of the cheek and whatnot. It's, bre- it's breathing. It appears to be breathing. And um, give me a pow roll while we're at it. Let's see. Hot uh, seven. Hot seven, okay. Uh, peeking in, um, the baby's head turns just slightly. Its eyes open, and there are black eyes. Uh, there are the pupils, the irises, the whole thing is a dark film color. And, and that space there, the small infant's eyes peer up at you. Its mouth suckles a little bit. It doesn't speak, obviously. It's a, it's a child. But there's this, a moment of brief eye contact where the infant sort of looks up at you from inside the crib. And then it turns its head slightly. It goes back to its its sleepy, uh, relaxed pose. At that point, I'll probably back out and go back toward the kitchen to find Rowan. In the kitchen, Rowan uh, is still having a conversation with Christina. Is there someone else here in the house? Uh, just, just, just myself and Jessica. Jessica, uh, who is Jessica? Oh, well, Jessica is our child. Oh, I had heard that you were pregnant, but I hadn't heard that the baby had come. Congratulations! Oh, I know it's it's oh my god, it's been it's been a very, I, it's been a, goodness, it's been it's been it's been one of those weeks. <laughs> I understand entirely. Uh, we lost. I mean, we lost Fred, and but but I have Jessica. She's a special child. Special? How? She's she's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. Like, like an angel from the stars. 
Yeah. She sings. She's just a few days old, but she sings to me. She's a, she's like a gift. She's like an angel. Does she sing words or just a tune? It's a song, I, but I, I've never heard it before. But it's a beautiful, beautiful song. They, they used to sing it. That's what they tell me. Something they used to sing, the star people. She sings it to me sometimes. When I'm putting her to sleep, I'm, I'm feeding her. Uh, I, I can't produce enough milk right now. My body, I don't know how to explain it. You know, maybe you know. But I've been feeding her. Um, she doesn't like the formula. Uh, she likes, um, I have to make a special, something special for her. But then when I'm feeding what her. What do you make? Oh, um, I don't know. It's just things, some things around the house that, that she needs. What sort of things? She looks at you, and um, there's just some special vitamins that she needs. I mean, just, just, I, I need this something. Um, you're not going to take her away. No, no, I'm not going to take her away. She's, 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 she's different. I, I, maybe it's my fault. It's some things I had, I was eating that, well, when she was born. Maybe she. Oh, who are you with? Uh, I'm, I'm with the FBI. Oh no. Oh no! I've have said too much. Oh no! And I'll 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 finish rinsing off a dish and and put it in the strainer and turn the water off and just like lean a hip. She's healthy. She's perfectly fine. She she really she's a beautiful child. I know she was born early, and it's a couple of months before her due date. They, I mean, they told me that I I should have gone to the hospital, but I but there she was, there she was, and she's not, she's not a small child. She's, she's perfectly healthy. Christine. Christine and and Rowan actually take takes her glasses off, and like looks her looks her in the eye. Christine, I am not here to take away your child. Do you want to see her? I would. She takes your she takes your hand. She takes your Am hand. I'm probably hers. coming back in now. Yeah. Um, so Rory pops around and, and she takes your hand and walks you walks with you and wa- wants to almost lead you from the kitchen. Okay. She's got a smile on her face now. There's something about this moment. It's resonating with her that she's feeling. You're the first person she can share this with. Uh, she, she and I'll and I'll, and I'll look I'll, I'll I'll look at Rory as I see him coming out and just like raise an eyebrow like. Uh, I'll is she like like leading her by, by the hand. She, by the hand, but it's it's a gentle lead. It's not like she's tugging okay, on. I'll kind of. Yeah. Uh, I'll try to see if I can kind of stop her for a moment and just before mm-hmm. and kind of pull her to the side and. There's a. I think she had the baby. It's in the. I kind of uh, lean my dish her with my head back towards uh, the bedroom. Um, yeah, she was. She's taking me to see the child. What's wrong? You look white. It, it looks pretty healthy, except it had black eyes. I say that. Try to say that last part as quietly as I can. Mm-hmm. Completely black eyes. That's that's what it looks like. Chris, Christina says she doesn't. No, that's not. That's not true. She's a beautiful child. She's perfectly healthy. That's not. That is not true. And I'll just say to her, she was, she did look very healthy. She's a beautiful, she's a beautiful baby. And I'll just kind of feel like I'm walking on egg. He feels like he's walking on eggshells right now. Um, she, she leads it to you back, there. back in the hallway. And Agent Rowan, you can smell that earthy fungal smell. It's thicker in the halls and in the side room that looks like it was once a guest room and perhaps was intended to be a nursery, which now it appears to have been suddenly forced into nursery duty ahead of its time. There's a crib. Uh, there's an open box mm-hmm. of diapers and a lot of their boxes that have never been unpacked in preparation for this uh, this small child. But in the crib, uh, 
the oversized crib for, for an infant that's just a couple of days old, uh, swaddled up in there. Um, roll your pal for me and tell me what you get. Damn it. Cool. 13. Okay. Uh, the child appears to be, you know, pale, healthy, fingers look normal, the side of the face and whatnot. But uh, as it just turns its little infant head and looks up at you, eyes open. Uh, there's there's no whites to the iris. There's, there's just black eyes. Slight contrast where maybe there's some pupils somewhere in there. Um, and it looks at you, Rowan. The baby does, moving its little mouth slightly like it's suckling. Or, or who knows what it's doing. Um, just kind of a smack, smack, smack sort of motion. Peaceful, quiet, looking at you. Just a moment. And it kind of lays and kind of rolls and moves a little bit. And Christina reaches in and slowly brings the baby up and brings the baby to her breast and, and rubs the baby and, and begins to soothe the baby. Now, the baby's not crying, mind you. It's not, it's not fussing. It's not doing anything. It seems very at peace. Um, and Christina just sits there. She finds a chair in the corner, sits down, holds the baby, and forgets about the two of you. I'm going to look back at Rory and just put my glasses back on. We should go. I agree. And then I slowly, I we, Rory's kind of already slowly backing away, walking toward. You hear Christina, um, just a slight, quiet um, humming. She's humming a song to the baby. A song you haven't heard before, but it's a quiet little, like a lullaby, a beautiful lilting tune that she hums very close, very softly, right to the baby's ear as she caresses the baby and holds it as the two of you walk out of the room and she doesn't even notice you leaving. Yeah, I'll I'll go all the way out of, out of the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, close the door behind us and strip and strip my gloves off and the mask and just let us look at Rory. All right, it seemed that, that same smell, I got it. It was all over the house. The bathroom was a mess. I think I think she gave birth in the bathtub. There was a stain there. A blood stain? I don't I didn't get a good look at it. I didn't want to go in without Phil. If River was here, I'd have him take a look at it, but um I think we need to I feel like she could be close to where the coroner is now, where the deputy where the deputy was a week ago. Um, there's there's something weird about that child. She she said that it was a star child and that it sang to her, and she would feed it things from around the house. Would not say what things, however, just vitamins that that she needed. That's something's up. So, have you heard from River? I guess, I guess either way. Yeah, I guess we haven't heard from River or Rooster yet. Do you want to head back to the coroner's? Or yes, I think we. I think we head back in that direction. We get some lunch because I'm fe- I'm starting to feel peckish. Yeah, I'm not. <sighs> sure. I can't tell if I'm. I was getting hungry, and now I'm not sure. Eh, you're an ER doc. You've seen worse. No, that something. Those something about that baby just like it stared right at me. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. Uh, I think I think you're right. I think we need to eat something, regroup with River and Rooster, and maybe. Um, I kind of want to go talk to the doctors at the hospital when I have maybe yes. after lunch. But let's yeah, let's maybe give Rooster a call and head back on the way back. Yeah, let's do that. I'm Tiana Hansen, and I play Rowan. I'm Ben Sislowski, and I play Rooster. I'm Seth Jones, and I play River. I'm Joseph Newman, and I play Rory. I'm Thomas Ogus. 
the handler. Our story is based upon the role-playing game Delta Green by Arc Dreams Publishing. Delta Green is created by Dennis Detwiller, Adam Scott Glancy, and John Scott Tynes. The Chapter 1 story is based on the scenario Extremophilia, written by Shane Ivey. If you like our story, there's two things you can do to support us. First, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash theredactedreports. Patrons of our podcast will receive early access to each new episode of the story, Rowan's written reports for each chapter, as well as access to bonus episodes that explore the background of our characters and the story. And if you can't support us directly, please support us by telling people about us. Leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Share us on social media. We're on all the usual social media sites as The Redacted Reports. Thanks for listening.